Hello, welcome everyone. I'm Bruce. I'm Greg. And I'm Casey. Together, we will dive into the mysterious world of the hit TV show, Supernatural. Join us as we follow Sam and Dean on some crazy adventures, as we break down episode by episode and have some fun along the way. Today's episode, Season 2, Episode 18, Hollywood Babylon. Premiered on March 15th, 2007, directed by Philip Screechia, and written by Ben Edlund. We are Natural, Natural friends. 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 We've got our pal Greg, we've got our guy Bruce, they've got their other friend who's pretty cool. We're gonna spend some time with Sam and Dean, we're gonna kill some monsters and break down a scene. Remember, spoilers ahead. Hey guys, I have a poll today. Supernatural Season 2, Sam, joins the Whovian fandom. Who is his favorite Doctor? Greg, do you watch Doctor Who? Or have you watched Doctor Who? I did. Uh, yeah. Through Matt I, Smith. I stopped right? at some point. What? I think you watched up through Matt Smith. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So this, this makes sense to you. That's sort of where I faded off. Um, definitely planning on getting back to... The current run. Um, I guess I, th- I think there's a new doctor coming soon. Um, but so with my limited capacity with Twitter, I uh, put the four main uh, doctors. We have, you know, Christopher Eccleston, David Tennant, Matt Smith and Anthony Fauci. Um, at number one, the greatest doctor of all time, David Tennant. Matt Smith at 31 uh, percent. And Anthony Fauci beating out uh, Christopher Eccleston <laughs> at 15% to 8. <laughs> so. This week on Supernatural, Sam and Dean get meta on the set of Hellhazer 2 while investigating multiple ghost-related deaths. Guys, so that scene, <laughs> that scene that I was really excited about last week. It happened. I, I think it was just the opening scene. <laughs> you think it was the opening scene? Oh, yeah. Of, uh, not of the, the opening boys. scene. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. The tour. Yeah, the the tour is definitely what I remembered. I thought it was golf cart, and I thought they were driving, but uh, it's close turns enough. out they just are along for the ride. That scene was also burned in my memory, Bruce, because Casey had to explain it to me. <laughs> like he, was, he thought it was really funny, and I was just like, why? Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Bruce... You knew ahead of time that this was on a movie set, didn't you? From the descri- description of the episode last week. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely remember that they released outside of one. So the beginning at all wasn't a, a little surprise for you. Well, here's the thing. That acting was terrible. Yes. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't even think it, I put it together that, the, no, this is, a, well, I did eventually that it was outside of Hollywood, but the dead giveaway was that this is just not a normal scene. Yeah. And then after our opening movie scene, we transition to the golf cart scene of them getting the tour where we get the fantastic joke about uh, Gilmore girls getting filmed on that set. And maybe they'd see some stars. I like how long they like focused in <laughs> on him. He got so uncomfortable. And then we get another great meta joke about how um, the weather there is uh, practically Canadian <laughs> because they shoot in Canada. I think it was snowing at the end too. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a little backdrop <laughs> gag at the end. 
Greg, do you know anything about the set of poltergeist being cursed? I do. The poltergeist curse is a rumored curse attached to the poltergeist trilogy and its crew derived from the deaths of two young cast members in the six years between the releases of the first and third films. The rumor and surrounding deaths were explored in a 2002 episode of E! True Hollywood Story titled Curse of Poltergeist. Dominique Dunn, who played the eldest daughter Dana, died in 1982 at the age of 22 after being strangled by her ex-boyfriend, John Thomas Sweeney. He was convicted of voluntary manslaughter and sentenced to six years in prison and was paroled after three and a half years. Heather O'Rourke, who played Carol Ann in all three Poltergeist films, died on February 1st, 1988 at the age of 12 due to complications from acute bowel obstruction. So there was a rumor about Three Men and the Baby that spread after it was released for a home video that there was a ghost boy um, that appeared on Paused Stills where there was this scene with Ted Danson and some lady and the baby and just in the background behind the door there's just a boy standing there and you can barely make him out but he's definitely there and so there were rumors that it was haunted and he was some boy that passed away in the house but it turned out that the house was a set anyway so that's obviously not true and it turns out that it was actually just a cardboard cutout of Ted Dance. It was it was a part of the plot that was cut from the movie. It was like, I think he played a, an actor or a comedian. I think it's an actor. And so he, he had a bunch of cardboard cutouts in their house. And that one just made it in the shot, even though they cut that part okay. of the movie. <laughs> At least that's what they want you to think. Yeah, it's a good cover up. So when were these rumors circulating? So like, was it while they were in theaters or was it more like 20 years later? We People are like, wait a minute. Um, that's a boy. For Poltergeist, I think it was kind of just immediately after the trilogy finished up. So like maybe for the home release of the third one. But for Three Men and a Baby, it was uh, it was for the home release. And Tom Selleck actually speculated about like, oh, maybe this was just for sales. Yeah, because especially Poltergeist, like that's a good way to get people to buy your movie. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what they did in this episode. It, it it drives sales. So Dean is upset that Sam has uh, found them a little case while they're supposed to be on vacation. Um, but he gets pretty into it whenever Sam tells him that uh, the person who saw the victim on set was... Tara Benchley, which Dean recognizes from a movie called Fear.com and a movie called Ghost Ship. Um, both real movies uh, that there she is no one start. named Tara okay. Benchley who was involved in them because this is a made up person. <laughs> but they use real movies but, for yeah, it? Yeah, they use real movies for it, which is fun. I love how the conversations between Sam and Dean this whole time, whole episode, are just... Dean saying ridiculous things and Sam just <laughs> puzzled <laughs> looking at him. <laughs> yeah, uh, Dean's a real movie buff. For He loves horror movies. He does. <laughs> and food. <laughs> yeah. Right? Is that a thing now? Like, so <laughs> is- I th- it was back in season one where we, I think it was during um, uh, Scarecrow, 
where they were talking about the pie and we first started talking about Dean getting into food and it's like slowly been building up to I think this episode where he loves mini cheesesteaks. I mean, that's... To be fair, that sounds amazing. Yeah, that sounds really good. Those taquitos looked really good. And I also, I wonder with how meta this episode was, I I did wonder if it was a commentary on Jensen Ackles' diet. But who knows? (laughs) So I I read in a little uh, quick Q&A with a caterer um, for Supernatural that uh, Jared and Jensen both actually do love some spicy Tex-Mex. So the boys head to the set where uh, the murder happened and we run into our, I believe the director and executive producer and just immediately, bam, you're hit with it. I really wondered who, hey, who is that? That's right. Welcome to our weekly segment where we take a look at some of the guest stars featured on this week's episode of Supernatural. Uh, So Bruce, which one were you wondering about? Uh, The director. We'll start with our bad director, Mick G. Uh, named after actual executive producer of Supernatural and actual director, McGee. McGee. <laughs> uh, played by Regan Burns. Hey, who is that? Well, you might recognize Regan from uh, maybe some episodes of Malcolm in the Middle, CSI, Reno 911, How I Met Your Mother, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Weeds, New Girl, various other sitcoms. But possibly a little disney movie called the 13th year wait oh is that the mermaid one it's the mermaid one i have seen it who is he (laughs) Uh, he was just some like fisherman cool did he ever play a main character or was he always just yeah he was always just like side characters so the next stop uh we'll go to our lying producer jay wiley played by don stark hey Who's that? You guys might know Don Stark from some episodes of like Night Court, The Golden Girls, maybe the movie uh, Three Ninjas Knuckle Up, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Three Ninjas Kick Back, Star Trek First Contact. Maybe it's the voice of Rhino on Spider-Man, the animated series. Um, an episode of Diagnosis Murder, NYPD Blue, CSI, The Mentalist, American Horror Story, Castle, The Good Wife, NCIS, our favorite show, Early Edition, or most likely as playing uh, Bob Pinciotti on that 70s show. There it is. I had to look him up because he was driving me crazy. It was the hair. I couldn't place him. <laughs> He's got the same voice, though. Yeah. <laughs> The Three Ninjas is about three child ninjas, right? Is yes. That a fever dream. Okay, I need to watch that again. There's like four, four of them. Awesome. They hold up. Do they? <laughs> no. <laughs> so well. And last but not least, we have our big fish, um, the suit. He's a stand-in for the studio suit, Brad Redding, played by Gary Cole. Hey, who is that? So you guys might know Gary Cole from um, some old, an old episode of The Twilight Zone. Miami Vice, Moonlighting, the Brady Bunch movie. He played Mike Brady in the Brady Bunch movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Did you guys know there was a different Mike Brady in the Brady Bunch movie? <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh man. The Brady Bunch movie, followed by a very Brady sequel. The Jonathan Taylor Thomas vehicle, I'll Be Home for Christmas. 
Office Space. That's the one. <laughs> the Brady Bunch in the White House. What is happening? It's a 2002 TV movie. An episode of Monk. Dodgeball. Arrested Development. The West Wing. Oh, yeah. Talladega Nights. The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. Harvey Birdman. Attorney at Law. <laughs> Pineapple Express. The fantastic uh, animated series Archer. Underrated comedy movie Blockers. Uh, but most recently, I'm sure a lot of people know him from portraying Kent Davison on the fantastic show Veep. So to say the least, uh, Gary Cole has had a very successful career, still going, um, and that includes, uh, for his role on Veep, a primetime Emmy nomination for Outstanding Guest Actor in a Comedy Series. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time on Hey, Who Is That? This was a perfect episode for Hey, Who Is That? I was so excited. <laughs> hey, Bruce, what's a PA? I assumed a physician's assistant, but... After that, I got nothing. <laughs> I have no idea what they say. Right? It's personal assistant. No, isn't it a production, production. assistant? That's probably it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't belong on a set. But uh, according to Sam, uh, he thinks they're kind of like slaves. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the boys use the cover of being PAs to just, you know, hang out on set, do some investigating. And Dean goes up to the raft rafters where this guy supposedly died and cannot find any evidence of emf so as she's walking up i believe this is the first time we get to hear her uh the the actress read the latin out of the book this i was like oh i got them i know what's happening because she's reading it it's bringing something alive and (laughs) nothing happened and i was really upset (laughs) because i was ready for dean to get up there and start having to like blast away i don't know yeah <laughs> hey bruce they couldn't steal like a plot point from evil dead for their fake movie and also for the episode i was on the same lines bruce because i mean they, they even touch on it later when he's like that's real that's the real deal and i'm like ah they've accidentally unleashed a curse but nope so I, i've mentioned before and it's probably been cut because Casey hates the mentalist but I've been watching a lot of the mentalist lately (laughs) and it has screwed me up so bad that for the opening scene I was trying to figure out how these actors were going to be swindled into thinking there was a ghost thinking like well obviously there's not a real ghost that's that's silly because I forgot the show that I was watching (laughs) And then I was really thrown for a loop when it turned out that it was a ruse. And <laughs> I'm I'm really off kilter today, is is what I'm saying. So essentially, you should stop watching The Mentalist, or I should I stop heard. watching Supernatural. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um, so while Dean was doing his investigating. Um, and finding out about the deliciousness of miniature cheesesteak sandwiches, um, Sam dug into some history of the set and found out that there's been four deaths, um, kind of like four tragic deaths on um, that studio lot in the past 80 years, which could have caused like a vengeful spirit, but nothing for them to really go off of. So Dean decides the best thing to do is to go talk to their witness, uh, Tara Benchley, and does it. In a very smooth lie of, well, actually being himself and being someone who doesn't belong there and doesn't know what they're doing. First day. <laughs> uh, 
the first thing he does there is he grabs uh what was it it was a script or something right off of that person yeah some paper when i started working um i don't know there's this old guy and he he told me that if you ever don't have something to do carry around a piece of paper (laughs) he said it always looks like you're doing something (laughs) so absolutely do you need to know what he's doing just carry around a piece of paper people think you belong there so Tara's talking to, well, Dean's talking to Tara and um, tells her how big of a fan he is and that he loved her in Boogeyman, um, which she says, oh, God, what a terrible script. Ha ha ha. Uh, do you guys know, know anything about the movie Boogeyman? No. One of the writers or producers of Supernatural wrote Boogeyman. Specifically, who wrote Boogeyman, Greg? Oh, is it Eric Kripke? It's Eric okay. Kripke, yeah, the creator of Supernatural. Cool. Um, it was his first and, I believe, only movie at the time. Oh, wow. These jokes are... There's almost too many of them. It's like... They just keep coming. They keep coming, and I, I can forgive it, too, because it's like, how often are you going to have this type of meta episode to squeeze all these jokes and get them out while you can? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's a lot... <laughs> a lot of meta jokes <laughs> dean asked tara to describe what the uh, victim looked like and she said she can do better she actually has a photo of him she likes to take photos with all the crew which another fun fact um is something that jensen actually likes to do is um in his off time on set go around and take pictures with other cast and crew members so she actually shows dean a photo of this guy and the big horror buff he is instantly recognizes him as an actor yeah, not a big actor. No, not at all. I I forget what he starred in that that Jensen or Jensen that Dean opens with at the door. But I also can't remember the names of the movies. But again, both movies that Dean said there uh, were once again real movies that this man had nothing to do with. <laughs> oh, really? The the actor did not. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering if if this in this case it actually was. And good thing that he recognized this obscure actor actor better than other hollywood actors did because they never would have solved it didn't they talk about that a little bit in the in their conversation where he was going to go do his uh his other play and it was like uh was it they're two different characters or something along those lines yeah (laughs) um so i mean maybe he's got something there but people just don't pay attention (laughs) um so he reveals for the boys that uh um, the whole, whole thing was fake, of course, and that they even faked the ghost um, through a reflective projection. So none of it was real. It was all just faked to get some attention on the production of the film and um, increase some ticket sales. Dean brings up a fair point, like <laughs> messing with her head like that. That's messed up. <laughs> that guy was mutilated. Yeah. So we're back on set and uh, they're filming a new scene and we hear some uh, weird sounds over the mic. And uh, it starts, we're starting to think that there might be a, a real ghost here. And then there was. She gets naked. She did get naked. And then hangs a man. Yeah, she hangs Gary Cole. Um, but after he gave uh, McGee the advice that they need to add an explainer about how um, the, <laughs> uh, was it, the demons can hear mm-hmm. uh, these Latin chants if they're in hell. Because of their super hearing. This is after his previous wisdom of having a brighter horror movie why does it have to be so dark (laughs) so apparently uh, a lot of the feedback the feedback that uh mcgee gets on this film um is actual feedback that uh the supernatural crew received about supernatural oh man i could see that 
I could definitely see that coming. Uh huh. Do you think the suits took the hint or like saw how stupid that they like their comments were uh, after seeing it parodied in this way? So if it's to be believed, um, they uh, knew it was making fun of them, um, but they were able to laugh anyway. That's good. Um, but we finally have an actual dead body on set. Um, but, you know, uh, no need for them to take time off. Um, they had a moment of silence for him <laughs> at breakfast and they're moving on. Sounds about right. Yep. And at this point, Dean's getting super involved in his <laughs> fake job as a PA. Um, and I just love when he's on the side yelling, that's a cut. <laughs> and this is when they also get notes about um, why would a ghost be afraid of salt? I thought uh, Dean was going to come in and like come in with like a real way to, you know, an alternative uh, thing to than salt just from his knowledge and then be like, that's stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought it was going to be at the very end of the conversation because they started talking about a shotgun and it was like, well, that's even worse. And I really thought Dean was going to shout over, put salt in the shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are we married to condiments? <laughs> what do you say, paprika or something? Paprika, yeah. So Sam is talking to Dean and uh, is thinking that Dean's a little distracted by this uh, PA job that he's faking. Um, and it's starting to seem like it, but then Dean actually takes uh, Sam over to the sound guy um, where he shows him the uh, the sound that was heard, which sounds like EVP. So they're starting to think there really is something weird going on here on set now. So after they hear those sounds, Dean takes Sam to someone's trailer. Who knows whose trailer this is that has this uh, TV that they use to watch um, some dailies on it. That can't be their trailer. (laughs) No, it's definitely not. Um, And they see this uh, woman ghost was actually caught on film. I think it's Dean who says uh, one of my maybe favorite lines in Supernatural. We're digging tonight, aren't we? (laughs) And then they, they dig a perfect grave. A little wider than usual, but it's it's very good. It's very large, but very good. After they walk through the creepiest graveyard. <laughs> what was with that giant Humpty Dumpty? I don't know. They salt and burn the body. We did it. Hopefully everything's done now. But then we cut to our uh, Weasley producer walking through the dark set. And he sees a new ghost. And oof, that poor guy's face. He did not go easy. No. Mm-mm. I liked how um, this scene seemed pretty hokey, which is fine because it's a funny episode. But like him being sucked into the fan, I was like, okay. I know it's a supernatural thing, but like being sucked into this fan is pretty hokey. But then later it was like, oh, he's being dragged to this fan. Okay, that, that makes sense. Yeah. I had the exact same reaction. Yeah. But I, I mean, I had, I was already shrugging it off. I was like, that's a funny episode. That's fine. I, I like the blood splatter on the wall <laughs> because the fan was still blowing the blood. <laughs> this episode of Supernatural combined with Scream 2, Scream 3, I think it's Scream 2, where they're on a movie set, made me appreciate how big studios are. I, I, I'm, I'm such a simpleton. I'm so easily fooled into thinking, oh, yeah, they're just somewhere. They're at a place um, where 
two days episode where they went to the graveyard to to dig up a corpse was the first time I thought, hey, they might be just walking around in the studio, huh? <laughs> the very first time I ever had that thought. It's crazy. Sorry. Where were we? We're at the fake trailer. We get a fake trailer for Hellhazers 2, The Reckoning. <laughs> it's so good. I want to watch it. It's fantastic. They used uh, some shots from actual Supernatural in here. If you guys caught the uh, racist monster truck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the scarecrow. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a couple other ones in there, too. Um, and I really enjoyed the shout out to uh, actual director McGee, who actually did direct Charlie's Angels and <laughs> Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if you guys caught the uh, website. At the end of the trailer, was it hellhazer2.com? Um, you're close. Uh, it was actually www.hellhazers2.con. C O N. So that's two W's. No, Greg, it's two W's instead of three. Oh. And dot con instead of com. So it doesn't uh, work. It doesn't work. Now, is no. that because there is a no, actual website not. out there? No, it's not no. Um, also, at the beginning of the trailer, I'm pretty sure that this film has not been has has not yet been rated or written, shot <laughs> or edited. Or, Wonderful. Yeah. Um, so after a second death, the studio has decided to uh, it's finally time to shut production down for a few days because they've had a couple of setbacks this week. Yeah, a few. It's what they would have wanted for them to continue. <laughs> And film this movie <laughs> in a few days. <laughs> <laughs> then Sam and Dean uh, decide to go back to whoever's trailer this is and check out some more dailies, and um, realize that the uh, summoning, the incantation that's being spoken from the book is the real deal, and that it's an Enochian summoning ritual. Do you know what that means? Nope. Enochian magic is a system of ceremonial magic. Based on the evocation and commanding of various spirits. So that's pretty spot on. It is based on the 16th century writings of John Dee and Edward Kelly, who claimed that their information, including the Enochian language, was delivered to them directly by various angels. They decided to confront the sleazy writer and uh, give him some compliments, try to reveal how he knows about this summoning ritual. And it turns out that Walter... Uh, who they thought was a weird PA, uh, actually wrote the original version of the film uh, when it was f- referred to as Lord of the Dead and before it, all the good stuff was replaced with cleavage and fart jokes. <laughs> Did you see the movie posters on his wall? Uh, on the sleazy writer's wall? No. So some of them were the same, like the, what was it, the night truck or the haunted truck? But the, the one that caught my eye was uh, Carnivore Carnival which I assume is a reference to the um, whatever the car- the clown episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Worcestershire. <laughs> yes, the Worcestershire side. Yeah, there was an interesting way that they, there was an interesting way uh, that they brought that up. Um, Sam was kind of doing this thing where he was talking, and I didn't realize he was just like uh, messing with them. <laughs> like, I thought they were pretending to be people who were excited, and then, <laughs> then all of a sudden he's just like, he switches gears and he's just like, oh, yeah, you pretend to put that stuff in there. Like, you know, your stuff. <laughs> it's a weird scene for me. 
couldn't tell if they were being serious or not. So then our sleazy writer um, actually meets up with Walter back on set, and Walter tries to use the same trick on the writer and get him dragged into the fan by this uh, mutilated ghost before Dean shows up and shoots the ghost with some rock salt, and the writer tells him that he's one hell of a PA. <laughs> And uh, frankly, I'm just really surprised Dean just didn't shoot Walter here. <laughs> it's just that's a very good point. Well, I mean, he's got a salt shotgun, so yeah, it wouldn't be killing him. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> um, so while Walter was um doing his like speech, I was like, is there a way to stop him from doing this? Like, so like you said, shooting would have been a great idea at that point. Um, <laughs> but I was like, can they just like yell over top of him? Like la la la, I can't hear you. Like. <laughs> Demons can't hear you. <laughs> it wouldn't interfere with the super hearing. Nah, that's true. So uh, Walter starts to run away um, after summoning more ghosts. So now there's three ghosts. And Sam and Dean run away with the writer. Um, they go through a door and start to block it before realizing that they just ran onto the cabin set. And it's open on the other side. <laughs> um, did you guys recognize this cabin at all? It feels very familiar. <laughs> Is it the cabin where... Dean was supposed supposed to shoot their dad. No, uh, is it the cabin from Cabin in the Woods? No, is it no? Is it the cabin? The guy was downstairs. Yeah, the guy was downstairs. downstairs. Where we saw the cameraman in that episode. <laughs> oh, I can't remember. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> there was a guy downstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I know. Um, it was uh more recent. Name of is the it episode. the Tulpa episode? Is it? No, no, no. That's the one that Bruce was just uh, talking about. Okay. <laughs> it was the hunting cabin from Roadkill. What? <laughs> wow. I'm so easily duped. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this brand new cabin we've never seen before. <laughs> they keep finding these cabins. And then they finally get updated on new technology. And Sam uses a camera phone to see ghosts <laughs> that they can't see with their regular eyes. <laughs> Invented AR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and again i just thought about how useful this would have been like what five episodes ago when they were oh, they trying to find a shifter shifter in a bank yeah <laughs> sam then heads off after walter to leave dean to protect the writer and uh walter does the dumb thing of breaking the talisman mm. so that uh dean cares who's up there so that sam can't stop these spirits um which leads to them just ripping him apart <laughs> viciously. What was that? I've said before that I really like anytime this story ends with the enslaved being turning on the, the master. But I, I now realize it's a bit of a crutch because if this guy did not die in this altercation, then they would just be like, well, stop doing that. Like, what are they going to do? Report him to the police or shoot <laughs> no. him on the spot? <laughs> To shoot him. They should, yeah. like you said, they should have shot him earlier. But otherwise, it's a good thing that the ghosts did it for him. They used that footage in the uh, in the movie. Yeah the the sleazy writer wrote in the cell phone into the movie. <laughs> Which you know that's a that's a great idea. It's so good. It's like I like this guy. He doesn't just freak out, and his his world doesn't fall apart at the the idea that ghosts exist. And I hope to see more of the boys' adventures hit the big screen for them. (laughs) (laughs) 
So then we get to our final scene of the episode where, uh, once again, it turns out that Dean's one hell of a PA. Mm-hmm. Man, if the and, houses uh, are rocking, don't come and knocking. If the houses are rocking, <laughs> and uh, the boys walk off into the sunset, <laughs> which is a fake backdrop, and then we see the uh, actual Canadian landscape behind it, which is not LA. <laughs> it's very much not LA. <laughs> I don't think I caught that. Yeah. Oh wow, it's pretty good. <laughs> I feel like this episode is is like a, an even more straightforward version of a bottle episode where, as Abed points out in Community, one of the reasons for a bottle episode is to save on production costs. And this is just <laughs> like, hey, could you just swing that camera and point it out there instead? <laughs> <laughs> and it worked beautifully. Oh, uh, this is the very first episode of Supernatural that did not have the Impala. Which is crazy. It is crazy. What? Uh, reviews? Reviews? Reviews. I give this episode seven PAs out of ten. It was a lot of fun. And that's kind of the most I can say about it. <laughs> I thought that was going to be it. <laughs> I should. It was I a should lot just. Of fun. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I mentioned for the Trickster episode, I mentioned how. Uh, I like these type of episodes, but that they do a good job of not doing it too much. And this feels very soon after the Trickster episode. So we'll see if I was correct about (laughs) them not having too many silly episodes uh, in a short amount of time. Um, I mentioned earlier, it is a fun uh meta concept to have the a a studio be the setting of an episode um but there are just so many meta jokes jam packed in this baby um and i also i think after finishing the episode and thinking back i really don't think the fake death really adds too much to this episode and that maybe we well i guess there's not much to fill in if they didn't have it so maybe maybe that's why we need it they need it to fill time but uh <laughs> yeah it just didn't add too much to the story we didn't need a fake out for which is a it's a bizarre coincidence to be drawn to the studio because of a fake out and then it turned out like oh no now it's really haunted so Anyway, seven PAs out of ten. I'm going to give this uh, six and a half out of ten Hollywood ghosts. Um, I'm glad you gave it the rating you did, Greg, because now I don't feel as bad. Um, This episode felt like there was a lot of potential. Um, It felt like it was it could have been fun and energized and exciting and, you know, goofy but for some reason these jokes and maybe like what you said the um just too much of it uh maybe bogged it down a little bit because like a lot of these jokes would be like huh like <laughs> i i it, they were okay um and then it got serious sometimes but it wasn't and so just a lot of this time for this episode i couldn't really i don't know i guess get on board with what they were trying to do um so 
Um, and then on top of that, apparently I missed the one reference to the other episodes, but you know, I, I'm not a big fan of filler episodes. So yeah, <laughs> uh, six and a half out of 10 Hollywood ghosts. I, I'm pretty close to you guys on this one. I gave it a seven and a half, uh, Gary Coles out of 10. I enjoyed the setup of the episode. Um, I think the only reason I rate it higher is the meta jokes land a little bit better with me. I really enjoy that humor. Um, but like the story itself had some issues like Craig, same thing. I realized towards the end that like that setup of the fake ghost and murdered doesn't really do a whole lot. And then this guy, Walter, uh, we really don't know like anything about him. Um, besides he was upset that someone changed his movie and so that made him kill people, mm-hmm. but now he's just dead. So it's not even, it's not even a thing. So we didn't really get a whole lot from um, that part of the episode, but the rest of it was really fun. So seven and a half Gary Coles out of 10. Next week on Supernatural, we're watching season two, episode 19, Folsom Prison Blues. After hearing about a ghost that has been killing off prison inmates one by one, Sam and Dean decide the best way to investigate is from the inside. Whoa. This doesn't seem smart on their end, being wanted by the police. Mm -hmm. They are going to... I'm trying to decide if they are going to pretend to be officers or pretend (laughs) to actually get arrested to get in there. Now, when you say pretend to get arrested... Well, no, pretend to be officers, get arrested, slash, or get arrested <laughs> to go get inside. Um, I, I'm i going to predict that they're going to get arrested to get inside. Um, do you think it will be relevant at all to their uh, criminal history? Or do you think we're just going to like drop that for them to go to prison for this episode? We have that guy in the jacket. from that the FBI jacket. Yeah, yeah he's, he's after them. <laughs> he's going to book them. This is the start of it. This is the start of the finale that we talked about. So you think when when they get out of this prison is whenever the cops will be on their sides to fight the demons with the mob of uh, hunters, demon, Uh the hunters outside. Yeah. Okay. For any questions, comments or smart remarks, send them to natural friends podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at natural friends podcast and Twitter at nat friends pod. Thank you to our fans and our wives for continuous support. If you enjoyed this, drop us a review and subscribe. Thank you for joining us. We are Natural Natural, natural friends. friends. Supernatural Friends. Written by Bed Edlin. Whoa, Jesus. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs>